everyone. Dave and Jeff. It is January 23rd, 2023. So we're doing the show again because Dave lost it. That's bullshit. Oh, I just gotten so used to saying that. Yeah, of late. It might Listen, happen. Don't jinx it. It might happen. I'm going to try my best. We've had two in a row that didn't go so well. Yeah. It didn't go so well is right. Uh, uh, and listen, everybody, uh, we don't work for you, okay? So if the show doesn't go down Sunday night, we don't need to get these messages like, hey, see us in the office. Uh, no. There is no signed contract, okay? The show happens when it happens. No Sunday show? Uh, apparently. Was it in your inbox? No. Well, that means there was no Sunday show. But guess what? Guess what? There's a show tonight, and yeah. I got even better news. Wednesday night, in here, yeah. in the garage, Dave's special guest. We haven't had a guest for a while. I'm trying to think. Every, I don't think we've had a guest since uh, Fangirl and Erica were in here. That's right. They broke the mold. They broke the mold. And uh, But back in here Wednesday night, the pride and joy of Joliet, Illinois, <laughs> uh, Mark Mudcat Grant. Yeah, how about that? We haven't had Mark on since 2017. Yeah, well, what's funny is he said to me tonight, he goes, hey, what nights are you in the garage? Yeah. And I said, uh, Wednesday night. He goes, that sounds great. I'll be there. And I was like, he knows we don't do it from Bubba's garage anymore, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, taking the eight yeah. over to... Uh, over to Fletcher Parkway is a little different yeah. for Alpine than it is coming in. Then he goes, send me Dave's address. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, that is funny. All right, we got it. And so, yeah, man, I can't wait. Mud will be back on Wednesday night, so no, that'll be a fun excited. one. I am excited by that. When we had when we just started the show out, he was on right at the beginning, right? He was. And the numbers for that was crazy. Like, all you people wanted to hear him. And, and why yeah. wouldn't you? Mark's, Mark's a great guy. Mark's always entertaining. And so, no, I'm looking forward to having him on. It's been that long. I mean, six years. Well, what's crazy is I met him. Well, I met him first via phone. I mean, we'll talk about it when we see him. I don't. I think we might have covered this in uh, March of 95. Yeah. Which is really pretty funny to think that's going on 28 years. And been there for the whole ride, man. Been there for when, I mean, he was, I met him because he had been at KFMB doing things before I joined. And when I got there in March of 95, he was trying to make a comeback. Yeah. And he was in Des Moines pitching for the AAA Cubs. And so Chuck Fritch, who I worked for, loved Mud, as you can imagine. And uh, and so I would talk to him all the time on the phone. And he, he was just the greatest. And then we got to be friends. I mean, honestly, in 98, Dave, you remember... As the Padres are playing the Braves, yeah. most nights we're sitting in a box and it's you, me, and Mud, yeah. right? And I'm trying to think of who else from the Channel 4 people were there, but I feel like it was just kind of you, me, and Mud. That's what I remember. Sure as fuck wasn't Sutcliffe. No, he wasn't. And the thing, and I'll, I'll ask Mud this on Wednesday if he remembers, but it was the night that Kevin Brown came in yeah. from I, the bullpen. I do. I remember, remember this at Jack Murphy Stadium. And the place is going absolutely crazy. And the booth to our left were the Braves, all the Braves announcers. And uh, Pete Van Weeren, yeah, who I loved, such a nice guy. Joe Simpson, not so much. But Pete Van Weeren knocks on the glass. I don't trust any of those Simpsons. Yeah. And Pete Van Weeren 
I'm right on the glass and Mud's right next to me. And Pete Van Winter looks at us and kind of gives us a throat slash. Yeah, I think he said he was going to kick your ass. That's what he meant. No. You sure? I'd fight Pete Van Winter. You sure you could take Pete? Yeah. I think he said, I'm going to kick your ass. Uh, and he gave you the throat slash. Yeah, I would have fought Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Pete Van Winter was like the nicest guy to come through San Diego. But if there was trouble, pounds. I would have fought him. Uh, and Pete Van Weeren mouths to me and Mud, it's over. Yeah. He's saying, it's over. And then I remember uh, Michael Tucker hits the Grand Slam. And Joe Simpson, uh, there was something he did. He double birded you. No, I'd have fought Joe, too. No. <laughs> I'd have fought him I was too. down on the field at this point. Were you already down yeah, there? Yeah, I was in okay. the dugout at that point. Yeah, so it was me and Mud. And, uh, and that was crazy, man. But just... Somewhere there was a tape. Can you imagine if Joseph's a double gun burned you on Tucker's grand slam? Right. You wouldn't have fought him. You would have been in shock. No. Did that fucking guy just double bird me? I would have fought him and Pete. Pete doesn't want the smoke. He doesn't want anything. He doesn't want that smoke. (laughs) He doesn't want anything to do with you. Dude, I I love Joe Simpson as an announcer. Do you like him? Dude, I used to watch a shitload of Braves baseball like so many other people. Because it was, dude, here's the deal. Everyone has access to it now. But when you and I were younger, you, you didn't get it. You got I the Cubs, the, you got the Braves. Don Sutton was great. And I don't, you would know, you were always really good at this announcer thing. Like there's so many times I watch games now and I have uh-huh. to Google to see who's calling the games. Whereas I know if you're sitting here, you would tell me, you know, the voices right away. Yeah. And uh, dude, I remember I was watching the Braves one night and it was Chili Davis comes up to bat. Okay. And one of the guys goes, Chili Davis looks just like Eddie Murphy. And another guy goes, not at all. And he goes, sure he does. And then they didn't talk to each other the rest oh. of the game. It was it got really ugly. No idea. I don't know who yeah, it was. Mid-80s. I have no idea who was doing the games for the Braves. Uh, but all those guys, when they came in, I didn't. I never talked to Joe Simpson, so I can't say anything about him. Pete Van Weeren was great. Skip Carey was actually very cool. Like, because Skip was kind of that yeah. old crotchety, get off my lawn guy. He was great. His son, Chip, did you hear the news about Chip today? No. Chip's leaving the Braves. Where's he going? He's the new TV voice of the St. Louis Cardinals. Oh, my gosh. Going home. That. He grew up in St. Louis because, um, you know, his grandfather, Harry, was the voice of the Cardinals with uh, with Jack Buck. Until he slept with the wrong person. Right. Yeah. And then... Um, I think Skip always did. I don't remember Skip ever doing Cardinal baseball, but it said today Chip was born in St. Louis. But boy, what's kind of weird is they went through. Who's he replacing? He's replacing a guy named Dan McLaughlin, who'd been there about 20 years, but unfortunately had about four DUIs. Oh. Could not get it under. Oh, fuck. You're sponsored by a getting beer company. Yeah. I mean, he was probably I, trying look, to be a good company it, guy. It, it's easy to kick a guy, but dude, if it I just get, did, did if, you hear it? Yeah, if it gets that bad where you lose your job, yeah, and you can't get it under control when they gave you like four chances, yeah, it's more than uh, a lot more than he deserved, doesn't right? I would agree. Um, but so McLaughlin goes out, they went and talked to Bob Costas, no, Joe Buck, no, <laughs> yeah, what are you crazy, dude? They no, but in St. Louis, yeah, no, I, under, there. I understand, but dude, it's so beneath them for what they did. Right. But, you know? like, Joe Buck's not doing anything baseball-wise, so they're yeah. like, hey, you want to be the voice? Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, his yeah. dad had been the voice of the Cardinals, yeah. so you pitch yeah. it. Yeah, I have over $100 million in the bank. They went to Greg Amsinger, who, glad, uh, from but, MLB Networks, yeah. from St. Louis. He said no. I'm shocked he said no. Yeah, he could have Why been, would you say no? Uh, unless you just don't think you're up to being a play-by-play guy. Don't you think every guy thinks they can do it? 
Yeah. But they can't. But, uh, but Amsinger's got a pretty good gig. So yeah. I don't know. You're in New York or yeah. New Jersey and you got kids. I have no idea. I mean, they got a couple guys that do it that work for MLB. You know? Yeah. They, they just hired the, the guy to work for the Dodgers and they and Vasgersian works for the Angels. Uh part time. Yeah. He uh he got his schedule way cut back. Angels hired uh Wayne Randazzo who'd been the Mets radio guy is now their primary TV voice. Oh, wow. Because Matt was calling it from a studio, yeah. which I remember Matt like eight years ago saying on Darren's show, he said, I think we'll get to the point at some time where shows are called from a studio. Yeah. So they don't have to travel the broadcaster anymore. And, and we saw it and it was terrible. Matt got, dude, Matt's as good as it gets. And when he's trying to call it off a of TV and, show the emotion and then had calls go against him because he's not there. Yeah. Uh, dude, if Matt gets burned, it's pretty bad. So Matt's still under contract to MLB for a couple of years. So Wayne Randazzo, who had been the Mets announcer, ironically had replaced Josh Lewin in the radio booth with Howie Rose. He's, he's good. Randazzo will come out and will be, um, who's replacing him. I don't know. They haven't announced that. I mean, I would radio, love to see Josh Lewin get the Angels job. Yeah, yeah, I would have. That would have been great. But Wayne gets it, and then uh, Vasquez will do a handful of games. You know, did a good job was uh, Patrick O'Neill, who we like from the Kings. Ryan yeah. O'Neill's kid, great dude. Patrick O'Neill's very cool, and he did a good job last year filling in. But uh, Wayne Randazzo got that job, and then yeah, Chip carried today to the Cardinals TV voice. Yeah. That's so interesting. I like that. And I say that because I don't know, occasionally on MLB network, you can get those games. I don't know if anybody buys the extra innings package anymore, but it was, uh, I do. I get them. I get every game. Yeah. Chip Carey and Jeff Francoeur. Yeah. I think Joe Simpson's still part of that. Dude, that was a good booth, but yeah. he, he, and it was funny to see him leave Atlanta, but I guess that Cardinals doing that job, right? Your grandfather had done it. Remember he went to Chicago and, and I thought he yeah. was okay, and they ran him out. Yeah, on they WGN, did. they did. He is a he is that weird build. He does. Yeah, nice guy, dude. Great guy. Him and David Aldridge have that same build. Build like yeah. from the waist up, they look normal, and then yeah. when they stand up, they got this giant ass man. It's like it's crazy how wide they are from the waist down. I don't know. They could not have been a jockey. <laughs> but we'll talk to Mud. About a whole lot of things yeah. on, on Wednesday. That's kind of the cool thing about having him in and and just uh, going through everything, man. Talking about, I mean. I'm going to tell him all, all the tips I want for this year, broadcasting-wise. Oh, you got to give it to him? I am. Yeah, I'm going to tell him exactly what drives me crazy and how I want him to fix it. Oh, okay. okay. Let me give us a sneak peek. It's number one. Okay. When the game's going on and it's a crucial situation, okay? Let's say it's yeah. the seventh, eighth, ninth inning. Let me know who's on deck. Guess what? I don't keep score. I don't have a scorecard. Let me know who's on deck. If I just turn the game on and I got, and I'm I was busy doing something else, I want to know who's on deck. Let's say Manny's up to bat, first mm -hmm. base is open. Who's on deck? Who? Everybody. Don't they likes, have it in the bug. I feel like they have it in the in the bug with the score. No, usually they don't. I usually have no idea. Also, show me camera angles of how the defense is playing these guys. Every time someone comes up to bat, I want to see an overhead of see where how the defense is set up. Yeah, why wouldn't they do that? Well, again, if you're going to show me something that I'm not going to be able to see from the TV that's the difference between the ballpark, show me. Yeah, it wouldn't take much. Take, split second. Just every single guy is always placed different. And this year it's going to be a little bit different because obviously there's no shift. Yep. But before I was wanting to know. Pitch clock. 
all that shit. Yeah, you know, extra big bases. Yeah. That seems ridiculous, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Imagine if you, if you're in the business of making bases, you are yeah. about to make a shitload of money. Oh yeah. Because this is one of those things that's not going to just be in Major League Baseball down the line. It's going to be at every fucking baseball field. You have to make these bases for every field in the United States. We'll uh, we'll talk to him about everything he's excited about. Yeah. And also, I mean, for a guy who's been through so much with this organization. Yes. How exciting. Is this the most excited he's been for any offseason that he's been around this team because i think he got here i think mud got here around 87 came in the worst trade in padre history yeah people talk about it all the time mainly me and so i mean assuming he got here in 87 which is i think around the time when he did and dude that's 35 years yeah off and on with the franchise um I don't know, man. I mean, as excited as you were last year, you didn't have Soto on the team. You didn't have Josh Hader on the team at that point. Well, yeah, this time when he says it, he's going to actually mean it. Like yeah. he, he would tell you the same thing before 2003 oh, yeah. on a microphone. But this time he's actually going to mean it. Yeah. Yeah. He should be excited. Pretty cool. He absolutely should be excited. No, I'm looking forward to having him. And he's always a good time and, and obviously one of the best guys we know. Well, and the one other thing, too, I want to ask him is, He's a baseball guy. Yeah. Not really an NBA guy. Not at all. Not really an... Uh, does like his Blackhawks. Yeah. Uh, NFL. So it was a tough word to say in front of a mic, but you just pulled it off. Yeah, did it well. And But does he ever watch other guys and learn something from the game? Because I thought Greg Olson yesterday was great on Fox. I thought Greg Olson... Did you watch that whole game? The the Cowboy 49er game? Yeah. Yeah, I did. What'd you think of Olsen? You like that? I, I, dude? I'm an I'm an Olsen fan. I, I'm always I'm always a fan when guys show us something we aren't we don't know what to look for or exactly what points out why things happen. So earlier in the fourth quarter there was a play where I would have been the Cowboys. Make a completion yeah. near sideline. Guy goes out of bounds and the clock keeps running. And I said to Jack, I go, wait a minute, what's going on? I go, there's gotta be some little technicality on that right and i and so we're watching the game and then you saw it later on with schultz that kid the tight end who first makes the play and kind of half-asses sure it did. out of bounds yeah and then half-ass it again but when greg olson pointed out you have to keep your forward progress moving for the clock to stop when you go out of bounds you go shit man that's great i yeah. go to jack i go dude that's exactly what we were just talking about and uh, I, I just thought those guys, I mean, Kevin Burkhardt's fine, but I thought, I like Romo too. I don't know why people always beat these dudes up. I, I think these guys are fine, but yeah, but I'll good. talk to Mud and just ask him. We'll ask him, hey, do you watch Romo? Do you watch uh, Greg Olson or any of these guys? And, and as a casual fan, do you pick up on things they do and maybe it applies to what he does? See, that's one of those things also I wish he would show more of because mark does know a lot you know i know mark's fun in the booth and he loves to goof around and everyone knows him as the guy that keeps you entertained but there's stuff about pitching that i'd love to see mark you know put more on now i know there's stuff that mark sees that he yeah. won't say like if a guy is tipping his pitches and mark catches it he won't say it on there right he won't do that whether because he doesn't want to help the other team or he, or it's disrespectful because he was a former player too but, but i'm he, sure he, he gets the i'm sure he gets it to somebody and so passes what, it along to he could he yeah. could but i'm just saying as far as we go we want the greg olson treatment 
Yeah. You know, you know, teach me something. Yeah. You know, and that's one of the things I always like about John Smoltz. John Smoltz will, will teach you something along the way. Now, on the other hand, Mun might be the, the battle extra, you know? Well, don't you say that when you sit I'll, here? I'll, I'll say it. I'll bring up the 91 Twins. I'll oh, bring up that everything. was a good one. I mean, that was a good one. He's been a lot of places. Yeah. Still hasn't been part of a parade. Ah, uh, yeah, we might have to move him up. <laughs> <laughs> we know it's not done. Don no. has like three rings. It's not done. Uh, has Sweeney ever win anything? Jesus. No, I don't think Sweeney's won jack, jack shit either. Pomeranz no. is a big zero. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, oh yeah, gosh. so that'll be fun. So we'll talk to Mud on Wednesday. The Padre talk is obviously what's going to sit there and carry us through 2023. Everyone in this town is so excited about the Padres. You just brought mention to it how Mud's going to be extremely excited, just like so many other people. You've waited a long time. If you yeah. followed this team for most of your life, or even if you've just been a fan for the last five years, Five years has been long enough, too. When you yeah. put your whole heart into it, it's been long enough, and you're looking for something good. Well, on paper, this team is exciting, okay? For sure. Especially if Tatis can come back and be what Tatis is. You're going, man, this is exciting. If you can avoid injuries, this team is as good a chance as any team to win the World Series this year. Pretty exciting. The one thing that you and I have gotten a lot of as far as, by far, as far as people writing to us after shows and wanting questions uh, answered, mm-hmm. this is the number one. Ready? Yeah. Guys, if they sign Trevor Bauer, will the fan base be okay with it if they win the World Series? Never going to happen. So, I mean, it's... A lot of people sitting there throwing that same thing. Different people saying the same thing. Please comment on Trevor Bauer and how come the Padres won't make a move for him. Because uh, Peter Seidler has no interest in having a guy like that on his team. See, I said, that, just writing back, and then I said, I'm going to stop writing back to these people. Yeah. I said, um, I said it's not... Pete's DNA. <laughs> For Pete, Pete's going to say the female audience matters. And by signing Bauer, you're saying the female audience doesn't matter. Which it does. For for Laura and Erica and Pirate and all Geekster and uh, Jane and Maggie and everybody else and, and dozens, if not hundreds, if not, my sister's been a season ticket holder for 25 years. Would she cancel years. her seats, you think? I don't know if they'd cancel her seats, but I think they'd be incredibly disappointed. You know, I, I, I wouldn't speak for any of them. But I think there's, I just think the backlash, yeah, I don't think they're interested. Can you imagine if you, whoever signs them, okay, Uh whatever team it is, let's say it's a contending team. Now, let's not say, the look, I love Bochy, but the Rangers aren't going to win the World Series this year, okay? But let's say it's a contending team. Let's say it's like the Mets, all right? Okay. They go ahead and they sign them, and, you know, people are upset. It's going to be a huge story, obviously, in New York. And the Mets don't win the World Series. Yeah. So now you sold sold your soul to the devil for nothing. Yeah. And how good can he be? I mean, he hasn't pitched in two years. Good right? point. He hasn't pitched in two years. And now, look, not like he's been doing nothing, but when you look at him, he's gained a tremendous amount of weight. I, again, yeah. I don't know if you follow him on social media, but he is doesn't look like his hair is crazy long. Yeah. You know, what was that movie with Leonardo DiCaprio where the, oh, the, the aviator? aviator? Yeah, he's like, he looks Howard like, Hughes. He looks like Howard Hughes pissing in the bottle, staying yeah, in one room. Living at the top of the desert yeah. inn. <laughs> That's what he looks like right now, just overweight. But he's, he doesn't look like the same guy. But you're right. He is not pitching a game situation in two years. So yeah. you don't know what you're getting. More than likely, you aren't getting the Cy Young Award winning, winner. And so do you sell your soul to the devil and say, hey, I'm going to bring him in and basically yeah. risk 50% of my fan base? And not even just the women. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of men who support women's causes would be extremely upset. I think also with uh, the woman involved being from San Diego, I just, no, 
I, I think it's. Yeah, see, that's what I thought was going to happen. I just figured you would be on the same page as me. But it was interesting. So many people right now who can see that possibly the first World Series in Padre history could happen. Not at that price. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm no, with they're you. They're not doing that. And the thing is, the people who sit there and argue it back and forth and go, you know, we want them, but we'd want to do whatever it takes to get that trophy. You know, no. the, the more I, I think about it, I was just thinking about the women. There, there are guys like you and me. Yeah. That would go, we aren't okay with this. Yeah, no, you can't do that. Yeah. No, I mean, you, you, I think you have huge questions at the back end of the rotation. So trying to figure out who's number four, who's number five. We'll see what shakes out in spring training. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, overall, feeling pretty good. And uh, it's fun, man. I, I tell you, I'm so, David, so exciting to think it's just a couple of weeks away, right, from everybody getting back down there and, and getting after it. Yeah, can't wait. It is it is really exciting. So Nick Martinez uh, jumped out of the World Baseball yeah, Classic. Yeah, I saw that. His reasoning makes sense. And basically his reasoning was, I'm supposed to be a starter. And if yeah. I go to the World Baseball Classic, they're going to use me as a reliever. There's a yep. difference. And he's trying to basically lengthen his arm as far as being able to go, you know, what a starter does, five, six, seven innings. Yep. And if he goes as as a reliever, obviously your job is to get hot really quick, jump in there, and you're going to pitch for a short amount of time, one, two innings, and that's it. So it's completely different. The fact that he's putting the Padres first over the World Baseball Classic, I don't think there's anyone that should argue or disagree with what he's doing. He's doing what's best for the team. I thought what Bob Melvin said was really interesting about a week ago when he talked about the World Baseball Classic and saying that he would openly encourage the everyday position players to go. Yeah. Because he said it's such a unique opportunity to represent your country. He said, I know if I had the chance to play back in my day, I would have gone in a minute. But he said the biggest concern is going to be for the pitchers, especially the relievers, because he said here they know they're pitching every other day or or they're on such a set routine. And that's what he was concerned about. So, yeah, it's kind of funny that about four days later, Nick Martinez makes the decision to stay back. But I do. I give him credit because I think if you have the opportunity to pitch for your country, that's pretty cool. But I think he's looking bigger picture and contribution and, and really what he wants to do for this team. I think if he was um, Joe Musgrove yeah. and was locked in, his spot was locked in in the rotation, then maybe it's a little different. But there's a handful of options, whether it's Morahone, whether it's Seth Lugo, whether it's a couple of guys that were at triple or double A that are all going to try to pitch their way into that rotation. And Martinez is probably looking at and saying, okay, well, yeah, I'd like to pitch in the WBC, but I'd much rather be the number four starter. So let me stay yep. back and get on a regular routine. I agree. Good for him. Yeah, I agree with that. So you have a couple guys that are, are in it, and uh, you know we'll, we'll talk more about it once it starts, obviously, because there's some fantastic rosters. You're looking oh, at some so of these exciting. rosters and going, this is insane. I mean, imagine the if, Netherlands. Uh, so many of these guys are no joke. You look at yeah. you look at the the Dominican. If Tatis oh, was able, you add yeah. him to that roster. There's not one weak spot on that roster. You know, I saw a guy on Twitter, and I think he was kind of joking, but I don't. Uh, he might have been, and part of it might have been tongue in cheek, but I get it. He's like, if you're not going to let them play in the World Baseball Classic, then give the Padres credit for those games. No. no. Yes. <laughs> I liked it. That's ridiculous. Didn't let them play. 
No, you don't. Why? You're going to reward a guy for cheating? No, you don't. No, we're not. He's going to hang his head. Yeah. I mean, seriously. For what? And first of all, I don't think he'd be healthy, ready to go by then. Uh, the he, hasn't, sorry, he hasn't been on a regular swing rotation, yeah. but he's doing. Have you seen his little bony arms? Hey, enough. Okay. Hey, you keep making the same. It's not a joke. Uh, it's 100% serious. Have you seen him working out? Dude. Kids yoked. He, he has. I thought it was Lee Haney. <laughs> Dude, are you serious? You seen those little sleeves? Dude, he has had. A, his, he hasn't been able to use his hand for a year. And then Jack shit. He's had a fucked up shoulder and a fucked up hand. I have so many. He can't. Shit. He can't lift weights. He has one big right arm. One big right. Arm. That's it. What's he gonna do? Seriously, what are you gonna do? A thousand jokes right there. I'm not gonna Can say you imagine if he actually played in the, in the World Baseball Classic and got hurt again? Oh, then what? You know that that's you know that's probably the bigger point. You're I mean, exactly good, right. Good God, I tell you though, man, as a guy who follows the Dodgers, the guy who concerns me of injury is is Kershaw. Oh yeah, Kershaw's jumping in. I'm like, dude, you're gonna jump in. You're gonna try and get ready to go earlier than mm. normal, and yet you get hurt every single summer with a bad back. Right? Oh. So is a bad back, instead of getting hurt in June, your bad back's going to happen in April? I mean, uh, fuck. This is what he does. Tell you what, comes up lame in our game against Canada. Dirty bastard. Come on, we needed that one. We got to let them beat us in everything? <laughs> going to come up lame against Turkey? Yeah. I don't know. I can't wait. Where are those games going to be? Are they only on MLB Network, or will we see them anywhere else? I don't. You know what? I don't even know that part. I don't. I don't know. I was into it the last uh, the last few times. I'm not going to say yeah. I wasn't into it. If anything, I thought it was interesting watching the way Team Japan plays. What I mean yeah. by that is when you look at Darvish and you look at the guys on Team Japan, they, they will throw. Hassan any, Kim is not on that team. And I heard that. I heard he's yeah. not. I heard he's actually not even from Japan. That's one of the main reasons he's not playing on Japan. <laughs> It's the dumbest thing of all time. Yeah. Uh, but, but no, here's here's what I love about Team Japan. They will throw any pitch in any count. Yeah. It does not matter. It could be bases loaded, 3-2 count. They are not throwing a fastball. They'll throw a changeup, a splitter. They'll throw anything. Oh, yeah. Because they honestly believe that every pitch should be as good as, as your fastball. And that, that makes them extremely difficult to face because it's not in the tendency of, fuck, it's 2-0, here comes a fastball. Nope, dude, you might get a changeup. I, I really, I mean, I didn't go when they were here. It was at Petco, and I never went. I've never seen one. My kid no. went up and saw the gold medal game at Dodger Stadium the last time it was here. Okay. And the uh, last time that happened, I should say. And it was here, right? The one that everybody talks about, Adam Jones, Robin Kicking Machado. Machado. Yeah, a which is play. unbelievable, right? But um, I just think because the pods had basically nobody involved. I don't think Sean Burroughs made it. So... <laughs> <laughs> but now when it's all, you know, we've guys on a lot of different teams. I think there's seven guys in it now that Martinez is out. Yeah. So let me see. Uh, Soto, Machado. Yeah. yeah you're going to name guys. I'm going to miss guys. Go ahead. Soto, Machado, Seth Lugo is, I think he's for the Netherlands. Is he? Or, or one of those. Yeah. Darvish. Uh, Darvish, Hassan Kim. Okay. And then uh, who are the other two? Fuck if I know. Three. Well, yeah. Two. Martinez was one. Yeah. I, I don't know. I didn't think it was that many that you had. I'm trying to think. Oh, uh, maybe a guy like Suarez. You could be. I don't know. It was. Yeah. Uh, it might have been Troy Hirsch that said it. Was saying that there was well, seven. Well, I like Troy. Yeah, he's he's, a, he's an anchor. Yeah. So maybe Suarez. Suarez would make sense. So yeah, yeah probably a couple of guys from the bullpen. Drew Pomeranz is probably a lock. <laughs> 
Drew Pomerantz is a lot to go. As a Padre fan, do you even count on Drew? When you do your, no. like, you're thinking about what's going to happen, do you even think, nope. Drew's, wait till Drew comes in with a big inning? No, the fun thing is, man, I, I think this is what's great. Uh, nobody gets him anymore, and, and I understand. It's still old school. But, man, my high school year, it was so much fun to go when they still had a newsstand. Yeah. And you could get Bill Mazeroski baseball <laughs> or Street and Smith baseball yearbook or the Sporting News baseball yearbook. And I'm the only guy in my family that read it, right? And I'd get them all. Bill Mazeroski, Dave, was as big as this table. Do you yeah. remember that thing? Yeah. The fucking best. When was the last year they uh, they published that stuff? Mazeroski? Yeah. I mean, I, I think about it. Since the internet, there's really no need. Yeah. Sporting News did a baseball yearbook up until about four years ago. Yeah. And then it went back to Street and Smith, ironically. Sporting News. I mean, dude, such a drag. They're out. Lindy's. There's this company, Lindy's, that still does a baseball yearbook every year. And it's just fun for me because this is the first year when uh, my son said to me, Hey, man, when's the baseball yearbook come out? And I said, oh, let's find out. So I think, um, dude, you can't even, you know, like you look up Sporting News baseball yearbook, it'll give you like 2009. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the Lindy yearbook, which is pretty fun, and he'll throw it in his backpack and for different periods. He, he likes to read like I did, man. It's the same thing. Um, he likes it to keep it in his backpack. To read not only the Padres scouting, but he knows most of it. He probably could have written it. But when they're getting ready to play the Giants, he likes reading about the Giants. He met Casey Schmidt. So yep. that'll be exciting for him, right? Yep. Or, or uh, reading about Julian and, and following what's going on with the Indians and those kind of things. But when different teams come to town, he likes being able, not just doing what we all do now, which is play MLB the show and get to know the lineup, but to read about and have it. They're in good to go. And that's why this year is fun for me because he and I are going to spring training. Yeah. And we're doing it for a couple of days and uh, and off we go. So Have you already got in the hotel, done the whole deal? Yeah, it's all done. All set, ready to go. That's good. It's all done. And so um, I was going to go to a Coyotes game. And then I read Frankie Munoz tweet. Did you read that? No. You know Frankie Munoz? Of course. Kid Malcolm in the but middle? I don't follow. Dude, he was at, uh, no, I don't follow him either. But this thing made Sounds it. like it. He went to the Coyotes game. At Arizona his, State? Yeah, and his buddy got drilled in the head by a puck and is in, like, critical condition. I was like, fuck that. I'm not going to that shit. It's not going to happen again. You know they're going to take precautions. How they not talk, what are the take chances? precautions? You got them, goddamn Malcolm in the middle. He doesn't qualify? Huh? Waiting on an answer. The Fuck. Brian Cranston was there. It would have looked out for him. It could have been Brian Cranston. Yeah, some guy. I'm not even making light of it, uh, dude. Of when some guy gets hit in the head. What the fuck are they doing that? What does it sound like? Oh, I'm not doing that. You're doing the sound effect? No, it's terrible. But they said the guy's, uh, he's doing okay. I mean, they, they've said, like, you're right on top of the action. And oh, I don't no know. Shit. There's only like 500 seats in that place. Yeah. It's like they're playing that, in here. That's insane, dude. What the, what's the NHL doing? Well, they're only doing it for a couple of years. I got it, but it's still finally, ridiculous. They finally, well, because it's been such a strange relationship between the Coyotes and the city of Glendale. Yeah. They finally have new ownership, but the city of Glendale was like, no, it doesn't matter. 
But now they're getting a new, I mean, the arena they're building is going to be gorgeous. But we know, I mean, takes a while. I mean, we saw with Snapdragon. It takes a while to get these things built. It seems so crazy that a major sport would play at a little college. They had arena. nowhere. They had no other alternative. They can't send they, them to San Diego. Play here for a couple of years, right? Yeah. Fuck when they had the hurricane and uh, what with the Hornets. Yeah. When, I'm sorry. When uh, the Pelicans had problems. Yeah. Send them out. Uh, they could have. Yeah. But they. Um, geez, look at Jerry. Looks terrible. Good. <laughs> wow. Um, we got to turn this TV off. It's so distracting. No, you're fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a pretty exciting. And Barry Bloom told me at uh, at the winter meetings, he's like, Jeff, you got to come down and see it. It's unbelievable. So no, I'm, I'm sorry for the coyotes and everybody. You're going to avoid it. You're afraid. No. You're if, we, scared, if we can get in, we'll, we'll go check Okay, it. good. <laughs> I think the biggest fear was that tickets were about 300 bucks a pop. Oh, really? When I looked before. But uh, Dan said it was unbelievable. What did the Padres charge spring training? Do you have an idea what you're paying? Yeah, I, I bought them. Uh, well, so honestly, I bought first one was through the Angels, second game through the Rangers because it's two road games. But Oh, you're not going to see them in Peoria. You're going to see them I might. It, we haven't surprise. yet decided what we're going to do on the Sunday. So yep. we don't know yet if we're going to go. If we're going to the Sunday game, we'll just take JoJo seats. Yeah. Thanks, JoJo. Of course. And then... Uh, um, but I think I paid, we're right behind uh, Boach's dugout. Nice. Like really close to Boach's dugout. And I think those were like 40 a ticket. Okay. And then. Um, you telling Boach you're coming and leave the stars in? Yeah, I'm probably. Yeah. I'm probably. Seeker goes nine. Yeah, I could see me, yeah. you know, probably bullpen catching that day. You're going to ask him to move things around so DeGrom goes five? Yeah, for sure. Good for you. I'll text him right now. And then. uh and then we're seeing the Angels. Ah, oh, we're seeing the Angels day two, and I I can't remember. I think we're behind the pods okay. dugout that day. The news that Artie Moreno is not selling that team is so incredibly frustrating. It's a terrible bait and switch. It's a terrible bait and switch, and especially when you heard names like Joe Lacobe, yeah, who owns the Golden State Warriors, was interested in making a bid. When you look at what Lacobe has done. To build a team as a guy that grew up in Orange County, loved the Angels, wanted to be a part of it. And it, it the game has passed already by. And it's so, I do. I like the Angels. I like them I a too. lot. I do too. And the Angels kind of, you know, they, they just, I don't know. It's very frustrating to me because I, I don't think it, it looks good for Shohei's long-term future here no i don't know what it means in mike trout's long-term future i mean trout's under contract but it doesn't i don't feel like it looks good for the turnaround for the angels i just feel like they're they're potentially going to be locked in that third to fourth place for years for years waste trout's whole career and it's so oh when that came out today i was just so frustrated to hear that when Artie took over, you're thinking this guy's the perfect guy for the job. One of the he things he, he did to the fan base, which made him think like he's one of the guys, he lowered the price of beer. And he made himself accessible. It was incredible. He did so many things right yeah. out of the gate. He just, he never kept growing. No, not at all. As a matter of fact, he kept going. He started going the other way. And so you let things slip, things in the stadium that probably need to be repaired. They aren't up to date on. The yeah. radio station they have is a joke, 8.30 a.m., which hardly any of you can even hear. They took the ducks off of there. 
ducks. Like, even the ducks are off of there. <laughs> ducks are across the street, and they took the ducks off of there. It, it's, and and, and yeah. again, they have a radio station inside their stadium. They could have done so much with. Yes. And, and there's he, no signage that for for huh. even the station to say this Roger is where Lodge he, is the only yeah. guy. And Roger's a nice dude, but I mean still it's the Angels. It's supposed to be the Los Angeles Angels, a major right. media market. I've never seen a, an organization half ass it. The thing is you have the two best players arguably in baseball on one team. Yeah. And Trout and Otani. You went out, you signed Rendon. He never plays because he's hurt all the fucking time. But yeah. you have no pitching. And I think yeah. I think things started going downhill for Artie Moreno and the Angels, where I thought he got frustrated was when he signed Josh Hamilton and C.J. Wilson. Yeah. And Josh Hamilton went right into shitty Josh Hamilton, and C.J. Wilson was never That was never after Poolholds, right? Because yeah. Poolholds came out okay. Yeah. It was okay. wasn't great out yeah. of the gate. Yep. Yeah. But probably, probably added revenue. Yeah. People coming through. But I think you're right, Dave. And with, for the baseball people, I'm pretty sure Bill Stoneman was still the GM at that point. They got. I'll tell you the other problem that they had, not to go too deep into the woods, but we'll do it. So the Angels had a great scouting staff led by Eddie Bain. Now, the only reason why I paid attention to Eddie Bain is because when I was a kid, we went to one of his first games. He pitched for the Twins. He was going to be like this star. Never panned out as a major leaguer, yeah. but... He got an incredible reputation for signing young talent, drafting young talent, was really, really popular with the Angels and brought up a lot of guys uh, that had great success with those teams. And I think Eddie Bain was, you know, directly involved with a lot of the guys that had success and maybe Mike Trout as well. And then Artie ran him out. Yeah. And once they ran him out, they ran Bill Stoneman out. And then Artie just started taking guys Anybody that had graduated from the University of Arizona. Steve Quiz. Steve Quiz. Fuck, John Butler read Quiz from a mile away. Jesus. Yeah, I never liked you. <laughs> Jeff's right, though. Yeah. Anyone who graduated from the University of Arizona, he gave him a job. Yeah. In, yeah. A, in a director's role. Yeah. It, it was crazy. The guys who's in fraternities, in this fraternity, yeah. world, he gave him jobs. Yeah. Good dudes all over matching their job. Yes. And so when you saw that Artie was going to sell, and again, Joe Lacobe to me was the guy I was cheering for. Yeah. Because you really felt like a lot of things could happen. Number one, the product on the field would improve. Number two, something cool could have happened with AM830. I think Joe Lacobe would have looked at that and said, let's do it. And then number three that I thought was Lacobe's probably looking at it and thinking, I can develop the area around in the parking lot and make this really, really special because you got about 900,000 parking spots at the big A. Yeah. And if that real estate went with it, then LaCobe or anybody else that jumped in Balmer, that's probably why Balmer never got in because Balmer probably thought Artie's not going anywhere. So I'm not going to have my name attached to it and then have the rug pulled out. But from a baseball standpoint in Southern California, baseball, Man, that would have been fun. For the fan base, they had to be looking forward to new ownership. Yes. And then to find out today, you're oh, oh, and he's, fuck, man. More he says, I'm in and I'm in for the long term. No. No. That's ridiculous. I do. I like yeah. the, you're an Angel fan. I always have been. I'm, yeah. I, and people go, how the hell can you, just like people get on me about following every team in Southern California. But when I was a kid, the Dodgers were on Channel 11 on road games. Yeah. And the Angels were on Channel 5. With Joe Torrey? Yeah, Joe Torrey and Reggie Jackson. And Bob Starr. Yes. 
they were outstanding, by the way. And then I would sit there and I'd go, okay, only the road games, remember? So yeah. if the Dodgers went on the road, I got, you know, Vince Gully, and then if the Angels went on the road, but they were obviously on the road at different times. So you got a baseball game almost every night. I don't remember. Do you remember Enberg being the voice of the Angels? Nah, was, I think he was done my, before. That was before yeah. my time. That was before my time. Yeah. Um, but I remember when, when I was a kid and anyone who lived in L.A. or here, I think you used to be able to get KTLA, right? Oh, yeah. We got it all the time. Dude, when I... So do you remember that guy? Hold on. Do you remember that guy on Sunday mornings? They'd run the Popeye cartoons and that guy, there's people mailing like a little squiggle on a piece of paper and then that fucking guy would draw an amazing picture and then he'd say... Hey, in this one, olive oil, make sure she saves the day by getting popped by that spinach. You're going to love it, you know, or be Tom Slick cartoons or <laughs> no. shit. You don't remember that? No. And then after that, the angel game would start. And I, it was every Sunday morning. And I'd go, fuck, that was good. That's not what I remember growing up. When I, when I moved here and you look at this and you go, this was pretty cool. And then everybody panicked. But I moved here. I lived in Cardiff. Yeah. So our cable right up the dial. Channel 2 from uh, L.A. Channel 3, I don't have any idea what it was. Channel 4 was KNBC. Channel 5 was KTLA. Channel 6 was XETV. So, I don't know, showing roller derby, probably. I don't know what they were showing. <laughs> and then Channel 7 was KABC. Yeah. Then we had Channel 8. Channel 9 was KCAL. Then we had Channel 10. Channel 11 was... KTTV. Yeah, whatever they were. Yeah. Well, it being Fox. Yeah, Channel 12 was Spanish. Yeah. Channel 13 was KCOP. Yeah, you got... Oh, well, you got in LA, you got Glow. I remember on Sundays. Well, yeah, but that was... Yeah. but K right, that's the, that was Sylvester Sloan's mom's wrestling thing. Oh, yeah, Glow, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then 39 uh, went up, and then the first thing... I remember the first thing we lost, we lost Channel 7 when uh knsd moved to to seven yeah and then slowly but surely they all dropped off we had ktla till i don't know a few years ago and then when That's i true. first got direct tv and my brother lied so funny dave i had this conversation with him about a week ago i said hey he was grandfathered in he had direct tv from when it first lined up and i had direct tv in 90 I got it when I lived in La Costa. So whenever that was 97. And we had WNBC, WCBS, WABC out of New York. And then we had a couple others. But you could watch Friends at like 5 o'clock. You could watch yeah. you know, Kimmel at you know, 8.30, whatever those were. And then I remember I got rid of it and I came back. And those were all gone. But he had been grandfathered in. And he said they finally pulled the plug on it uh, like two years ago. Yeah. But now, I mean, you can't get the East Coast feed, but like if you're a news junkie like I am, I have Roku and I just run the CBS News app through there. And so when crazy things happened, the, the horrible shooting in Monterey Park, I was able to watch KCAL all yesterday or George Floyd. I was watching Minneapolis yeah. or or when weather's going on, hurricanes are going on, dude, you can watch the Miami stations or, yeah. And that's all for free from CBS. It's pretty cool. It's funny. You mentioned direct TV. Do you remember I had direct TV around the same time you did anyone who had it in the late nineties? Yeah. It was basically, you got it on one TV, remember? And if yeah. you wanted to get it on another, it was like, it was a crazy amount of money. Yeah. And I remember my neighbor said to me, cause I had it, I had it in a, in a living room. And then on the other side of that wall was my garage. 
And the, my neighbor goes, dude, I can splice this and you can have it in the garage TV and you can have it in the living room at the same time. Oh, yeah. I go, you can. He goes, piece of cake. No problem. And dude, he cuts that wire and the phone rang immediately. Remember, you have your yes. phone connected. Yes. And, then, and uh, the phone rang immediately. I go, hey, I'll be right back. Got to get the phone. Hey, this is direct TV. We know you just cut the fucking wire. I go, what, you, I go right. what are you talking about? You think you're the first fucking guy to try and splice this wire? Dude, <laughs> Dude it yeah. took me 12 hours to fix that wire. Yeah. I had to go to like Radio Shack to find Plug shit. It. I remember <laughs> this. Dude, I, I mean, it was immediate. Dude, as soon as that wire was cut, the phone rang. Hey, yeah. asshole, we know what you're up to. Do you remember this? We had, I, I didn't do that, but we had the old school cable box. Now, whoever figured this out was absolutely brilliant. HBO was channel 22. But if you took just a standard index recipe card, now people like Fangirl and Eric are like, what are you talking about? But I guarantee you, Pete, Billy, Pete, of course, Angel, Dan Williams, you all know what I'm going to say. Yeah. Pete didn't have pants on, dude, after 830 at night. I, what, I don't even know what that means. You Why are you laughing at that? You know what it means. You would take the index card. Other Do you remember this? You know what you mean. Yeah, I know exactly what you're going to say. One eighth you froze of an it. inch. You froze the channel. No, no, one eighth of an inch. You bent it back. Then you slid that right in the, the top little gap and you brought it back and you would feel it catch. And you would get HBO for free on yeah. channel 22. Yeah, you also got Cinemax. I didn't get, I didn't, yeah. we didn't have Cinemax. Fuck. I just remember HBO. Yeah, Cinemax and shit. You knew after 8.30, fuck, there were naked chicks on there. Candy samples. And you're able to freeze that channel. Yes. What do you mean freeze? It means you got the channel. You're able yeah. to hold the channel without paying for it. But you'd watch. Because otherwise, you, you're, remember the TV was all wiggly and shit. And you're like, I know there are naked chicks behind those wiggles. And you had to sit there and freeze the channel. But you, an index card would go in and you would pull it and you would feel where it would hit. Who figured that out? Who figured that? Who figured that out? That was a guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe if I take an index card and I put that in. Yeah. And then in the back of the sporting news, you could buy a black box. They still sell black boxes. Yeah. A friend of mine yeah, yeah. just told me about a box that he bought. From Canada for like 300 bucks? Yeah. Yeah. Now, you buy, <laughs> you could buy these boxes. Again, these are all guys that figured this out. Right. Now, when the box would show up, it would say, hey, immediately fill out this paperwork and return it to your local cable company. Yeah, let them know. And the paperwork said, hi, my name is Dave Palais, and I just want you to know I purchased this box from Black Box Incorporated, and it's giving me access to every channel you have available, including every pay-per-view event you have, so charge me accordingly. Fill that out, sign it, and get it to your cable company. Because yeah. that way they were like, hey, we yeah, told this idiot. Yeah, we're off. You're not going to sue us. Right. And you'd be like, hey, get the fuck out of here with that. <laughs> Anyone who filled that out, you're a dipshit. Uh, yes. You are a dipshit. Well, just call your cable company you could have paid right. for And it. those boxes would last for about bill, a year and a half. Fill me accordingly. Fill me accordingly. <laughs> but you would get, I remember we'd get every pay-per-view, like whatever it was. Yeah. You know, the fights, Tyson fights, WWE. Yeah. I never... I think in L.A. they had full-on, you could get like full-on hardcore. They never had that in San Diego. Yeah, I was thinking, but going back to the black box, you and I had a guy that worked for us who always used to call us all the time. Hey, I got him. You guys want one? 
I'll get you one right yes. now. Yes. <laughs> but I think I he still does. Pictures. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm not saying his name. I think he still has access to him. I, I just saw pictures of him with our other buddy, and they were traveling. <laughs> you saw those pictures, no, right? No, I didn't see I didn't see him. Uh, same era. Okay. Same producer, MP. I'm, oh, okay. I was thinking, oh, I, okay, I got you. I got you. MP and Yaya. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, they were traveling. You were talking about Yaya. Yeah, 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 I was. Yeah. I was. I think he still has it. Yeah. But then another buddy of ours who uh, used to live here and has now moved back east, he's got access to him too. He yeah. says it's great. <laughs> <laughs> they all work. I'm just like, I don't know. I mean, I feel like you get everything, right? You Is do. there anything get, I'm missing? A ton. You get a ton of channels. You know? But but the old school black box <laughs> yeah, I just, and the index card was unbelievable. And you were like, yeah. when you when it triggered and you went to 22 what and you had HBO. What is the fine if you got busted? Like, a, what, what is it? They're coming to your house and arresting no, you. how would they know? They had no way to know. <laughs> As I say that, everybody in jail thought they were going to get away with it. Right? Yeah. There's not one guy in jail who said, I'm going to do this and I'm going to, and I'm, I'm not going to get well, away with it. I, I tell you, there's a guy and, and I won't give his Twitter handle, but there's a guy on Twitter that is always showing pay-per-views for either the fight or UFC or boxing. Yeah. And dude, I see Dana White a lot saying we're coming after those guys and we're going to charge them to the full extent of the law. Yeah. They keep doing it, man. I don't know. Shit, man, I would think when Endeavor that paid $4 billion to buy the UFC, if they put their you know, fraud team to track yeah. you down, dude, I wouldn't like my chances in that fight. I don't think I might get out, but yeah. I want to ask you about Shannon Sharp the other night. Oh, I, it was great. I, I know you saw it, the whole deal with Shannon Sharp. What did you think? I mean, I, I'll be honest, I'm watching the game. And I'm like, yeah. what is the distraction? Like, what's going on? You know, there's a rhythm of a game. I, I yeah. was like, what the hell? And then you realize quickly, it's Shannon Sharp. Yeah. You know? It's hard to miss, right? Right. And you're going, what the it's hell? a light blue sweater. Yeah. And, and he always makes it known he's there. Like, there aren't a lot. Like, Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio's there. Yeah. And he's wearing, you know, black shirt, black jacket, black hat, almost covering his eyes. Yeah. He doesn't exactly want to have the camera on him. Right. Shannon Sharp definitely wants the camera on him. Let everybody know he's sitting front row. I've come a long way. Got it. Him and LeBron are friends. Got it. But when I'm watching it, I'll be honest with you. I was not so much disappointed that all of a sudden the fight almost breaks out. I was like, dude, there's a game going on. You've made yeah. yourself the centerpiece of this game. Well, uh, his apology today. Did you see his apology? His apology today was so funny because you can tell he had the chance to think about it and thought exactly what you did, Dave. God, I acted like a complete idiot. And so he just came out and apologized to everybody. He owned it today. Uh, I don't remember us ever having him on. We have had him on. Okay. We have. And he Not, was cool. We had him on and Costa had him on. And him and Costa got into a big fight on there. You don't remember that? About? Costa called him out for something. And then he went off on Mike. Like Mike would have been strangled to death if uh, it was in person. Well, we get asked about different guys. Yes. So I was asked today about a couple of different guys. And then I think I know the answer on Shannon. But um, I'll tell you the, th the th guys I was asked about today. And then we'll get to Shannon. I have a number on my phone right now. Want to call? Yeah. <laughs> I, call I do. If I have a number on, on my phone, it means he's been on with us. Okay, that's good. 
first guy I get asked about all the time is the herd. Yes. So when Dave and I were at ESPN 800, herd was the lead in and he had just kind of started, right? He'd come out there from Portland or from Vegas, Portland who replaced Tony Kornheiser. Yeah. And he was kind of getting rolling. We were getting rolling. Yeah. And so Dave and I would reach out to the herd to come on our show. Come on all the time. And he would say, at about that time, remember, I'm on my back patio. Yeah. I'll be about four beers into the day. Smoking a cigar. Smoking a cigar. You guys call me anytime. And the herd was great. Yeah. Love him to yeah. this day. Like his show, whatever it is. But for me, I'm like, dude, if you were that cool to this stupid show, the other guy I get asked about is Stephen A. Yeah. Because people always are adamant about Stephen A. Stephen A was the same thing. Now, at that time, he we didn't do a whole lot of NBA talk, and he wasn't nearly as big a personality as he is today. Yeah. Dave, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like it was the same thing that we had with Stephen A. We were pretty lucky with a lot of the ESPN guys at that point. Yeah. But he was very generous with his time. And off the air, he was super mellow. Hey, whatever you need. And I just remember, I don't know if it was you or it was me. It was probably me. But he came on and asked whatever question. It wasn't even that big a deal. But he was so funny. It wasn't like Shannon and Costa. Jeff, did you even hear the question you just asked? And it was just great. And so I've always loved him because he was cool. So I got to see if he's on the phone. Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) You should have him too. I Stephen A was great, man. He was so funny and so charismatic and the herd was great. Dude, they brought it every time they were on. Yeah. And so, and I feel like Shannon Sharp was cool when he was on. He was cool with us. Mike hated his guts. <laughs> Why was he on? Talking football. It was, was he, football was he season. at ESPN at that point? Was he on he like might have been. Countdown? He, he might have been. He might have been on ESPN, but... I just remember Mike and Shannon got into a big where we'd go when you hear what happened. I go, yeah, I fucking heard it live. Yeah, Mike and Shannon got into a big. Time. See, I like Shannon. I've yeah. always liked him as a player. So I, I thought it was funny the other night, and uh, and then today I was waiting for the apology, and the apology was so funny, and I just thought he, you know, he just owned it. He had to. He apologized to LeBron. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> he apologizes to the Grizzlies because LeBron has made it very well known. That these fans get out of control and yeah. they're, they're they're ruining what yeah. we're trying to do, and yet yeah. here's his best friend on the court who ruins <laughs> what they're trying to do. Uh, yeah, I mean, he gets all in the middle of it, and so uh, yeah, man. I mean, I don't know that Laker games have had a whole lot to talk about recently. It made him big, and and look, man, if it's, you, it's LeBron. I don't know. I mean, again, LeBron. Dude. There's a tension when you're about to break Kareem's scoring record. Yeah, and I think that was what. I thought that was what Shannon's point was today. The focus should be on LeBron for doing what he's about to do, not defending me. <laughs> and so, yeah, man, I'm a guy that, hey, if you blow it, own it, yeah. move forward. I felt like he owned it. Is that funny, though? You had both those guys on that show have to give apologies the, in the last few weeks. To me, man, I, I, Skip is a completely different guy. I, I So many of these guys, whether it's Stephen A or The Herd, Shannon, um, I mean, I don't claim to know any one of the three very well, but it's all pro wrestling. It's all just for entertainment. And I said to a guy today, in my opinion, those guys are as much who they are on TV as Matthew Perry is Chandler Bing. 
just it's just for TV, and maybe that's a little over the top, but it's all just for dramatic effect. But to me, Bayless is is a different Bayless is a different kind of animal. Yeah, he's very strange. Very yeah, strange. Yeah, just guy. a weird dude. And there's a lot there's a lot there that you can't just shrug off as entertainment. Like Stephen A. going off on Michael Irvin. That I love that dude. Yeah. And I people, oh, I can't stand Michael Irvin. I can't stand Stephen A. All right. I'm just telling you from an entertainment standpoint, those two busting on each other and and showing the crying cowboy fan. Dude, I love all that shit. When the Cowboys lose and Stephen A can tee him up and Michael Irvin takes it. Yeah. I'm in. I'll watch that. Stephen I love A's, Michael Irvin. Stephen A is the highest paid guy on ESPN. Yeah. yeah. Will you read his over, book? I won't read his book, but I listened to the interview the other day with Stern and yeah. it was outstanding. Yeah. It was absolutely outstanding. I no, I won't read the book. Um the, the one the negative thing I had about Stephen A. Smith was, look, everybody has a way of, you know, separating yourself so you aren't just that guy, you know, yeah. just a guy on ESPN. You're the guy that you know. That's Stephen A. Smith, you know. Yeah. And, you know, screaming A. Smith, whatever. I, I like listening to Stern because he didn't, he wasn't doing the act. Yeah, he was, right. He was talking. Exactly. When he's telling, you know, worst parts of his life to right. Howard Stern about failing third and fourth grade, all that stuff. Incredible, I thought it was right? fascinating. Yeah, so it was, I mean, there's a lot in there. If you want to hear it, you can find it on YouTube. But it was really, really good. I thought Stern, who doesn't know sports, it wasn't a sports interview. I thought it was outstanding. <laughs> I didn't like how Stephen A. Smith kicked Max Kellerman off the show. The show was number one. It was it was ratings had never been higher, and yet he kicked him off the show, basically saying that there's only one camera and it's meant for me. And no, he kicked I, Kellerman off the show. I think. Um... All right. Uh, so as a fight fan, yeah, I think Max is great. I think Max is great, and I think Max was exactly what the sport of boxing desperately needed, a guy like him with his personality, with his knowledge, with his love for the sport. God, boxing hadn't had anybody like that, especially as a young guy coming in. But to me, Dave... Why I actually appreciated what Stephen A. said was because he looked at it and said, we're not going anywhere else. This show's gone as far as it can go with this combination. He just said, Max doesn't challenge me to be great. And so a change has to be made. If, if Max was that great for anybody, are you, are you running to hear Max with, with Max's Keyshawn? Max's Q ratings on ESPN are through the roof. No, but Keyshawn sucks. It's not Max that sucks. Yeah. And I'm not, I was never a huge Max Kellerman fan. Yeah, I like him what in boxing, I, what I did but do you was, care what Max thinks yeah, about think, baseball? I think he's extremely smart. I think he's, when you listen to him, put his put it together. But when here you go, that show had never had higher ratings than what they did the Even last. Even with Skip? Are you sure? It, they said it was never higher than it was right, right then. Go back and read some of the articles on it and how he was pushed out the door. Yeah. And, but Stephen A. was the bigger name. Yeah. And Stephen A. basically pulled the move that, you know, Jim Belushi says, there's one mirror in the house. It's meant for me. Yeah, Jim Belushi's a suck. Well, and, and, <laughs> Jim but, Belushi. But, but, you know, if Max Kellerman was a problem, they would have, wouldn't have put him somewhere else. Yet he's on three different shows right now. My thing yeah. was, if it was the other way around, it would have come off as racist. Oh, if yeah. If Kellerman pushed Stephen A. Smith off a number one show, it would have come off bad. Kellerman, Kel- you know who Kellerman is to me? He's a greenie. He's just a guy. Oh, no, I think I think he's pretty smart. When's the last time you heard him talk? I mean, oh, I love it. I yeah. watch Max on boxing because I, I love that show. I think he's really well thought out. I, I, I'm always, anytime anybody can speak, since you and I speak all the time, Yeah, not saying you and I are great at what we do, but anyone who can sit there and get in front of a microphone 
and get out their opinion where you can understand it and go, man, I didn't think of it that way. It's one thing I always liked about the herd. I'm not yeah. saying herds, I agree with his opinions, but we always talk in the business, right? Unpeeled yeah. onion. And the fact that you're able to pull, you know, the, the onion apart where most guys get lazy who do yeah. a talk show and we'll just do the, the surface. Yeah. The, the, those guys, guys peel it apart. I think I'm just at the point now where it's kind of over it all. But there's very few. I, I definitely recorded Shannon today because I knew the apology was coming. Otherwise, would you ever watch that show? Uh, no. Yes, yeah, so I don't watch it. Dude, I, I love fu- that they call it first fake. The funniest tweet I saw today. God, I wish I could give this guy credit. This was the funniest shit I've read on Twitter, maybe ever. And this guy put out the clip of Shannon apologizing. Yeah. And he said the mood entire repair shops across the nation gets incredibly somber as Shannon Sharp apologizes. And I laugh my ass off because the only time I ever see that show is when I'm at Discount Tire. <laughs> and I go, God damn, that is so fucking funny that this guy said the mood at tire repair shops, because where else do you see it? Nobody's ever home at 7.30 in the morning when that show comes on. But... I think the show look, starts at 6.30. I think it oh, starts that early, early in the yeah. morning. Well, whatever. Yeah, I don't, but people aren't watching that show. No, Fox's but, ratings are shit. But, no, there's not anything where... I'll tell you the only thing that I like. Um, I don't tune in for Max. I started watching on Mondays Sean Payton with The Herd. Okay. I enjoyed that. Yeah. That was really, really good. Last week when he told you exactly how the process works was insane. Really good. Yeah. And then... Uh, Anytime, like the one I meant to tape Stephen A. today, because yeah. when the Cowboys lose, it's goddamn hysterical. It was, good. it was good. Yeah, and that's it. So, but no, I mean, no, there's nothing. Big fights? Yeah, when there's big fights, if Ryan Garcia fights Gervonta Davis, as expected, rumored for April 15th, uh, then that whole week, I'll watch Kellerman, because Kellerman will be all over it. I do like his show, Max Unboxing. I like him. But um, I guess maybe the thing is, Dave, just, uh, I mean, I liked him when he did, uh, when he was the original guy in Around the Horn. It was funny on that, right? I mean, Tony Reale has taken that show and made it his own, right? Yeah, Tony Reale's supposed to be a fill-in guy and never give the Tony job Tony Reale's great. Um, you know, but I, I mean, I love Pardon the Interruption when I see it, but not to the point where I record it or put it on yeah. the DVR. So there's not really anything. You know, it's funny. It's the only show I do record on ESPN. Yeah, those guys are great. But... Honestly, Dave, I, I leave my house at 6.45, and most nights I'm not home till you know, either coming out here yeah. or seeing my kids or, or uh, friend with a, uh, dinner with a friend tomorrow night. And so you know, I don't get home till 9.30, 10 o'clock. Shit, I yeah. don't see a lot of TV how it is. Yeah. but K- Katie Temple, you finally, finally doing that dinner? No, not tomorrow night. Um, <laughs> not tomorrow night. But unfortunately, it's not Rita Moreno either. How old do you think Rita Moreno is? I saw her on She's, TV the other day with Kimmel. She looked good, huh? How old do you think she is? We, it was just her birthday a couple of weeks yeah. ago. Isn't she 81? At 91, she is. No. She's 91 years old. Hey, I'm telling you, Katie, you're still getting the old whoop <laughs> to the curb. <laughs> Rita comes calling. I'm going, dude. That woman is... She's my kryptonite. Oh, my gosh. All right, here we go. want to mention Brian Curry. Brian Curry is the guy you want to talk to when it comes to selling your home. You want to get the most for your home if you're making that decision? Look, it's always a gamble. It's saying, when should I sell? When is the right time 
Look, it's San Diego. This is the time right here to make a lot of money. Brian Curry is the guy who'll walk you through the process. He'll let you know when the right time is. At the same time, if you're looking for that new home in San Diego, make sure you call Brian. Let's get in that brand new house. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. All right, I got to tell you again, man. I went last night. We were in the neighborhood. I'm telling you, Point Loma's growing on me. We were at Shelter Island last night. Yeah. Went to Shelter Island for dinner. And What'd you uh, get, Sushi. No, we went to Miguel's. Okay. We just went uh, swordfish tacos, man. It was great. And I took my boys. We just watching football. It's one of those deals where all of a sudden you do this. Like you realize it's about 3.30 in the afternoon. And I think my sons at each had about nine pounds of beef jerky. And about. Uh, Looking for a toothpick? Yeah, they had beef jerky. Let me see what their their day had consisted of. Uh that, and then there were a couple, you know, about two liters of water each. Yeah. And you look at it, and they, they, they like they were at a movie. And then it's like 3.30 in the afternoon. I'm like, we haven't even had like a real meal. We're just watching games and playing Madden the whole thing. <laughs> so I'm like, we got to go. Yeah. We load it up, and they're like, oh, we'll go to the Happen. I go, dude, I got an idea. Let's go. So we drove down Shelter Island. I go, let's go to Miguel's, man. So we went, and then they were like, hey, what neighborhood is this? Because they'd never been to. Really? Um, maybe when they were younger, but not recently. Because we'd go to Old Town or something like that. <clears throat> well, Coronado. I was in Coronado. Coronado, yeah. But uh, wasn't there a Miguel's right over here? Yeah, there was, right on the corner. And we knew the guy who was the manager, yeah. right? Yeah, he was a big fan of the show. Yeah. Big fan of the radio show, not the podcast. He, he doesn't like the podcast? So we cuss too much. Well, you do. But every time I walked in, I had my special glass. Do you remember that? He, yes. He gave me. He only served me beer in my Raider glass. He'd wait till I got there. Yes. Because he, he was a Raider fan too. But I feel like he gave us a Miguel's glass. I feel like somewhere I have a Miguel's yeah, glass. You might. I don't know. I always had my own Raider mug every time I walked in there. And I didn't walk in that office. What's, what's there now? It's a Korean barbecue. Is that Was it right next to uh, Rubio's? No, that's on the other side. That's the over there by Olympic Parkway. This one's uh, this one's the one down the street from Eastlake High School. Across from Vaughn's, there's a Target in there. Yeah, they were in there? Yeah, right. You can't miss it. You drive down the guiding street, it's facing no, you. No, I know, it's but in the I, corner. Well, yeah. It's the Korean barbecue place. Not North Korean, but regular Korean barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so funny, because we went there, and I was saying to these guys, I go, shit, man, I think there used to be one of these in Eastlake. And yeah. we went all the time. And dude, it was great. Yeah, I fucking told Waltreff that's where he should have built his Cali barbecue right there. Where they put the donut they, shop, no, right? Where they put, no, God, what the hell are we talking about? You the, said he could have put a takeout place, right, where they put yeah, the... No, I'm saying right there. He should have put a walk-in Cali barbecue right there on the corner, right there of Eastlake Parkway and Otay Lakes. What? He should listen to you. He told me the other day. He agreed. He blew it. Well, well now what? Well, hey. <laughs> hey, he owned it. I don't have much to say about that, but uh, all right. So, but Shelter Island was great, and I love that neighborhood. So yeah. yeah, we'll go back there again. So does so does Josh. Josh always says the same thing. All right, here you go. I got a question for you. You always have your kids with you, right? Uh -huh. You guys run around to your things. Do your kids ever say to you, "Hey, I want to bring so and so with me"? Is it just is it no. you and the boys, or do you do you, do they want to bring friends along? They have a couple of buddies that we've known since kindergarten. Yeah, and those guys would always be welcome. But uh, no, it's just kind of our thing, man. It's pretty cool. 
Like, it, it's funny. We were laughing tonight. Did they were trying to blow you off and say, hey, not today. I'm hanging out with so-and-so. It, it wouldn't even be that. I wouldn't even feel like they were trying to blow me off. Because for me, I had so much fun in 10th and 11th and 12th grade. The thing I'm so jealous of is they're both uh, Cade's an A student. Yeah. And taken, like, and Jack's taking college-level courses. So he's probably, Jack's kind of snapped into it. He was probably a B student for his first semester of sophomore. But Cade's A's. And Cade's in, like, Spanish 3 and 4. Nice. And so they're so far, because I just fucked around. Yeah. I just went to keg parties I, and chased making chicks. making fucking pot pipes. You've pot made it all your... Riding motorcycles. It was great. Yeah, you, you, you've, you've obviously admitted all the, your faults. Ugh, I had so much fun. But, but so much of that time, did you have this in, like, 10th grade, 11th grade, our senior year? Like, Thursday, Friday, Saturdays. Man, we were always going to the movies or we were going to high school basketball yeah. games. Yeah. My buddy was on the wrestling team. We'd go to the wrestling meets. We'd do that. Um, so I've always said to them, I'm like, look, man, if things like that come up, go. You have to. It's part of the entire high school experience. So at this point, sophomore, um, there's a lot of varsity football they wanted to, but I think junior year will kick in a lot because Jack, go jack could be playing friday night so um whatever but no for for now it's just now just they us. don't care to go to the basketball games and that stuff yeah it's just us but it, it's you know i have buddies that live in la and and buddies down here that are huge wwe fans right we talk about it all the time and they're coming to la for wrestlemania wrestlemania is coming to la and so um Jack and I are going up there the morning of March 31st. Yeah. And on that Friday night, we're going to Staples Center because they're doing SmackDown and the Hall of Fame induction. And then we've got tickets for WrestleMania for both Saturday night and Sunday. Now, I know there's a handful of my buddies that would have liked to have gone, but that that's just me and him. And then um, that the week before that, is he and I are going to spring training. Yeah. And then right around that same time, I'm taking Cade uh, to LAFC. So we're going doing that. So, uh, yeah, it's great. Like, and dude, that's why my son Cade's a champ, man. Cause he's just like, I'm like, Hey, you want to go? Like we're in. He's like, thank you so much. That's Jack's thing. hundred percent. He's like, I'm kind of casually into it, but not enough to to waste the money for a seat. So he's like, Dad, I'd, I'd love to go do LAFC. I'm like, dude, done. And he yeah. goes, great. That's a win. He goes, I'll hang with mom. And uh, he goes, you guys go have fun. Do it. So, no, I mean, I just, I, I don't know. I see kids all the time that just would be like, no, I want to go or I have to go. And he. Yeah, I just didn't know if they were saying, hey, I'd rather be with my friends and my dad. So I didn't know if. No, they, they those, were in that those days are coming. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it'll be a drag. But no, it's been a blast so far. Hey, want to mention Alan Taylor, Taylor made pools. Look, it's going to get warmer. You start looking at the weather right now. It's looking pretty nice. I haven't seen rain right now in the forecast, at least on my phone for about a week. So that's a good, good idea. Taylor made pools. We know San Diego is perfect for that kind of weather. It gets crazy hot all of a sudden, man. It just seems like we're getting dramatic temperatures, whether it's the winter, whether it's 
summer that seems to last a long time all the way in October. We sit there in this show and we're, we're dying of sweat. But TaylorMade pools, that perfect pool after work, man, talk about jumping to your pool after dinner. It becomes a family deal. Ask about available financing. TaylorMade pools, 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. So true, Dave. You, you talked about it. And man, back in Carlsbad today, oh, weather was perfect right. in the afternoon. And you go, if this is the way it is in January, yeah, uh, man, why wouldn't you want to get uh, the TaylorMade pool guys on your calendar right now and get that thing built? I don't know. I'm not even going to try to guess what the construction schedule would be, but depending on how big a pool you're doing and how big a yard and what they're doing, I mean, I'd, I'd like to think the faster you call, the faster it gets done. Exactly. And then as you get into summer, man, not only this year in 23, but 24, 25, and moving forward, you've got that gorgeous pool. And, yeah, I mean, gas is still, for one day, one day I saw gas under $4 a gallon. There you go. And I think they heard the show, and they were like, well, fuck that. <laughs> and it's right back at four forty nine everywhere I go around. And, uh you know, it gets expensive, man. And then trust me, as fun as it is for us to go to spring training or go to L.A., I would just as soon have a few weekends where you could just hang out and, and enjoy yep. the pool. Backyard of my condo isn't big enough for me to do it. <laughs> but if you've got that backyard, can't recommend enough. A beautiful tailor-made pool. Daniel Williams is who you want to talk to right now when it comes to getting out of debt. Again, so many people right now in January, they're starting to feel it. The bills are coming in. You paid for all the gifts at Christmas time. Maybe you overextended yourself and you're saying, you know what? It's going to be pretty hard to catch up this year. Dan's your guy. Let's get back on track. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. It's about that time when you all get the notice from your employer that your W-2 is available. And when that W-2 is available, that means time for taxes. Now, two things could happen. Number one, which could happen to a lot of people, you could get a tax bill. And how do you afford it? So Dan can help you with the Borrow Smart, Repay Smart. But if you're fortunate enough, to get a tax refund, depending on the amount of money that you get, Dan can help you invest that money correctly so that you could flip it around and maybe use it towards the, uh, towards the purchase of your first home. So not only that, but other investment ideas as well. Exactly. Uh, so many different things going on. I mean, I just mentioned that my kids turned 16 yeah. in a few months. That means driving. Oh, boy. Yeah. Their mom said one of the funniest things I've ever heard yesterday. She said, well, I think in a couple of months, I'll buy a car, and then they can have my car. I was like, say that again? She's like, yeah, then they can have my car. I'm like, you think these two are just going to work out a schedule to yeah. balance it? Like, okay, you have it Monday night. I've seen this on the Brady Bunch. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. I said, man, I, I love your optimism. It's like you never met these two fucking knuckleheads. <laughs> Like, yeah, do you mind? So, yeah, when you start looking at different situations as to what you have to do, you got to make sure the finances are in order and Dan can help you do it. Absolutely. Kyle Fluger is the guy you want to talk to, of course, when it comes to websites, computers, fixing your website to make sure that it's working great for 2023. At the same time, if you're looking for a full rebuild, he can do that too. 619 500 6621 619-500-6621. Be cool to have a website, right? Whether it's for personal use or business. Yeah. I mean, we always say for business because I think, Dave, 
e-commerce continues to drive. It was pretty big leading into 2020. I don't know what the percentage was for each of you, your your individual business, but man, oh man, with everything going on and yeah, I mean, dude, I fell asleep the other night, uh, door open, wake up with the coffee, like, oh boy, start testing. All right, I guess I'm fine. Like we completely forgot you can still get a head cold, like they still exist, but a lot of us, uh, I was just reading about guys that went to Vegas or, or wherever, Atlantic yeah. City, came back with COVID, yeah. right? People are just like, man, I don't want to do it. Well, if they don't want to do it for fun, Atlantic City or go to Vegas, how interested are they in going to the mall to get things when you can order everything online? So make sure your website's performing at the level you need. Give Flugs a call. Tell them we sent you. Absolutely. All right, here we go. How, do, how old are they and how much are they worth? We're going January 24th. Okay. That is tomorrow as we do the show. We'll start off with someone who's no longer with us. It's Sharon Tate. Oh, man. I was just watching Once Upon a Time yeah. in Hollywood. Yeah, Margot Robbie's outstanding. She is outstanding. Okay, so that's 69 is I think when that all happened. Yep. And I think she was probably about 24 at the time, if I had a guess. So I got to go. I'm going to say she's... Uh, say she would have been 79. You know, it would have been 80. Wow. Yeah, would have been 80. It's funny. I was I had to look her up because I was like, okay, Margot Robbie's dude. smoking hot. Oh, dude. Sharon Tate was smoking hot, too. Smoking And hot. they said everything I could read about her. Everyone said she was like the nicest person going. Yeah. 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 Sucks. Yeah. Um, Money-wise, I can't think it'd be much. I would say 500000 $300,000. Yeah. Yep. Here we go. One of your favorites, one of your mom's favorites, Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond was the man. It's funny. We were just thinking about him. I saw him. Did you ever see him in concert? No, never did. Dude, I took my mom twice. First time in high school, we had yeah. like the Ticketmaster. People were lined up and I bought our seats first while people were knocking at the door trying to get in. Hey, everybody, calm down. Calm down. I'm almost done. I'm almost done with this transaction. Let me just figure out how to enter my credit card number. And then uh, they were all in Terrace 19A. And speaking of Terrace 19A, yeah, the third time I saw him was with my wife and the beloved Katie Temple. Oh, you did? Who said, yeah, I've got tickets for Neil Diamond. I've heard the seats are great. Would you guys like to go? So I said, oh, that'd be fun. So we went and we were in the absolute back row of the arena. Jesus, thanks, Katie. Good joke. Still fun, I guess. <laughs> how much is Neil worth? Oh, oh wait, I can think about oh, how he, old he is. Yeah, that's right. You didn't say that one. Um, dude, I don't think. I mean, goddamn! If if Jagger's eighty, dude, I'm gonna say Neil Diamond's eighty-one. Exactly right. And I, dude, he wrote all those songs, so I'm gonna say three hundred fifty million. Three hundred million. All right. Okay. Ed Helms. Ed Helms, we just watched The Hangover. Yeah. Watched The Hangover with my boys and then watched Wedding Crashers with them. That yeah. was a pretty fun couple of days. I'm going to say Ed Helms is 44. 49. Really? Yep. Uh, $12 million. $25 million. All right. Remember, he's on The Office forever. Oh, that's true. There you go. Okay, here we go. Okay. And this one comes with the Woody Thoreau one. Mary Lou Retton. Oh, yeah. Come on. What's the matter with you? She just got divorced. Yeah, let's go. Oh, yeah, she's, Katie's getting the phone call. She's like 4'7". Yeah, so what? Let's go. Cute as a button. Uh, let's see. 
Mary Lou Retton. So that was 84. Yeah. She's a Minnesota girl, right? Am I wrong on that? I think you're wrong on that. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to say she's 57. 55. <sighs> yeah. Dude, I don't know. What did she mean? $3 million? Uh, $8 million. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See? Yeah. Where the yeah. fuck's she from? Hold on. Sorry. I think she's from like Pennsylvania. You might be right. I, I don't know why. I just threw out. Like Easton. It says she was born in West Virginia. Oh, there you go. Minnesota. Little hit. You little hillbilly. Four foot nine. Four foot nine. See? Could take her and Erica to the movies. Erica oh, feel good. I can't take Erica anywhere. <laughs> I told Erica today I should be her boss. Why should he be her boss? She's always crying about, ah, I can't get to work. I can't work today. I've only been here half a day. So tired. I came and take selfies. Blah, blah, blah. People ask me about those two all the time now. All the time. I think if they... I tell them they're great. They're I, amazing. Yeah, I do. I tell them they're great. I love those two. They're so goddamn funny. And I hate to admit it, but they're actually right. Our life is a lot better with them in it. <laughs> I and love them. that out to you. Yeah. All right. Then, wait, did you yeah. see what happened today? Did you see all the drama today? No, I didn't. So Erica's, this is like real housewives. Okay. Erica's ex broke up with his girlfriend. Yeah. But now they've drugged Erica. Is this Erica's ex who's the father of her kid? Yeah. Oh, boy. But now uh, they somehow, Erica and her daughter got drugged in the middle of the whole fight. So she was very upset about this. So then I wrote to her. I said, listen, I'm sorry to hear what happened. Dave asked if this is going to impact your ability to take selfies. Oh, shit. Fangirl and I were very disappointed in his actions. And she said, no, I'll be fine. I'll be able to continue taking selfies. (laughs) Oh, boy. Nobody, listen, as much as we love her, nobody is a bigger fan of Erica than Erica. Correct? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Come on. Give me a break. Don't be such a bitch. Just say the truth. You gotta love yourself before someone else can love well, you. She, Good for you, Erica. She she lives by <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. She's a picture health. Oh my god, she's great. I love that kid. Oh my gosh. All right, five random questions. Okay, let's go. It's a long show. At this point in your life, have you accomplished more or less than you thought you would? Oh, way more. Jesus Christ, I fell out of the back of a pickup truck. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Yeah, way more. Oh, my Do you listen to this show? The idea that I did anything. The idea that I have a 401k is a huge shock. By the way, happy birthday to the great Ernie Martinez. Yeah, that was yesterday. I know, but it's his birthday. We didn't do a show yesterday. (laughs) I wished him a happy birthday yesterday. Did you? I saw him today in the okay. building. Wish him one in person. Did when he told me, you see her early for next year, asshole. No, he told me stories about living at the Imperial Tower right by Balboa Park. Yeah, and it's this amazing building. You go down Fifth Avenue as you're heading towards downtown. Uh, you go down Fifth. Uh, the Imperial Tower is on the right, right by Balboa Park. And Ernie told this great story. He lived on the fourth floor. But he said they had a restaurant, like a really cool dive bar downstairs. And he said the bartender would hang out and give them last round or last call. And he goes, because they knew we didn't have anywhere to drive. We just had to find our way to the elevator. 
<coughs> and so, uh, yeah, we we're just talking about living down by Balboa Park. Hang on. Yeah, Christ's <laughs> sakes. Look at this guy. Comes in here all sick. I'm going to have to lice all the fuck out of this microphone. God dang it. All of a sudden. Don't go bringing your goddamn germs in here. Drinking all the water. <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden. Hit me. All right, go. You were the one telling the story. What are you telling me oh, to go so for? He, uh, no, we're just talking about how cool that would be. Living, right, can you imagine living in an apartment where they have a bar downstairs? Yeah, sounds like. Yeah, it sounds like. Um, Cheers. It does. Sounds like one of those sitcoms in the eighties. Yeah, he was just like yeah. So I saw him today. Wish him happy birthday. Did he ever? Okay, Ernie has the best stories. I told you the Donnie Shell story. Okay. Oh God, I keep forgetting to ask him that. Okay. Her, my favorite, I think, Ernie's story is Ernie. I see Ernie at the Padre games, like every game. We saw each other, yeah. you know, every fucking game for ten years. And Ernie shows up one year and he's lost a tremendous amount of weight. Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, man, Ernie, you look good. What have you been doing? He goes, I've been working out. And he goes, I go to the gym every day. I don't miss a day. And he goes to this gym downtown. And uh, one day he's, I, I see him a couple months later and Ernie's gained back some weight. You know, I go, you still working out? I mean, it's obvious, you know, you don't look the same. And he goes, ah, dude, I don't work out anymore. I go, what happened? He goes, I was in my routine. Like I told you, he goes, I'm leaving the gym. He goes, I go to make a right turn, and I run over the manager of the gym oh, no. <laughs> with his car. So he goes, I had to quit the gym. He goes, I fucking ran the guy over. I couldn't see him every day. So I just quit the gym and stopped working out, so he ended up getting his weight back. He told me, he okay, the story he told me today. <laughs> so the guy, like, rolled up into his windshield. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I can't even tell this story. I'll yeah. tell it to you off the air. But Ernie, <laughs> Ernie's that guy. He, he pulls a move that's pretty smart. I don't know if he still does it. You work with him every damn day. Yeah. To to lose weight because, you know, if you eat slower, you, you'll feel fuller faster. Okay. So Ernie goes to the chopsticks move. He eats with chopsticks. Oh, that's funny. I don't know. I haven't okay. seen Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he'll eat, he'll eat food that he brings in with chopsticks and it slows down the, you know, obviously how, how fast he fills up because I feel yeah. full. I don't need to keep eating. Oh, that's funny. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's an Ernie thing. What are you going to do? He's the greatest, man. We love having him. We absolutely stole him from that building. He's a legend. Oh, my gosh. All right, next question. Okay. Have, you, have you ever gone skinny dipping? Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah, Cardiff uh, Cardiff Beach. It was me, uh, a buddy of ours who listens to this show, Yeah, and three girls from San Diego. Okay. And I think they were actually, yeah. It was just in the water, high school night. Yeah. And I think it was me, uh, the guy who's listening to this, uh, our other buddy, me and two of those dudes did an air band of the doors at San Diego. <laughs> and I think we got in trouble because we did Live Gloria. And then it was three girls. Uh, yeah, we were at Cardiff Beach. Yeah. And that was... That was that was pretty fun. <laughs> it was a pretty fun night. But that's the only that's the only one yeah. I can remember. Yeah. No, I never have. I never thought about it. I don't know. Never. That's uh, I funny. Think, what year were you in high school? Uh I'm gonna die if you say a sophomore. No. I'm well, saying if you tell me you're the same age as your kids, that'd be no, crazy. It, it had to be our junior year. I think okay. it had to be our junior year, but because my senior year, I missed like half because my ACL was blown yeah. out. So, might have been the summer after our senior year, if I had to guess. Okay. I'll probably get a text message from a buddy. 
yeah, probably summer after our junior year or summer after our senior year. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Have you ever glued your hands or your fingers together? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. There's that fear factor for a second of like, Absolutely. oh, fuck. That's exactly why. And not only, I mean, yeah, we tried it with, uh, you know, Elmer's glue. Yeah. And then what was that glue that you would get that was almost like with a paintbrush? Remember, like rubber cement? Yeah, it was rubber cement. Yeah, absolutely tried that. Yeah. And then uh, crazy glue. Crazy glue is no joke. Yeah, dude, that was bad. And then, uh, <laughs> and then uh, because I didn't learn my lesson, then Gorilla Glue. Yes, yeah. That deal. was stupid, too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know why I didn't learn any. Yeah, because fuck. Yeah, guys are stupid. You try everything. Did you do it? Yeah, I have. I've done, I've, not on purpose, just on accident. Oh, no. This was on uh, purpose. If you could do, uh, separate from, oh, you're an idiot. Yeah, complete idiot. Did you have to go to the emergency room or did someone just give you a nail polish remover and it works? Nail no, polish I think it was. Works. No, I didn't go to the emergency room. I just, um, if I remember right, I think it was rubbing alcohol and it was like a nail. And I just used the nail. I had like a long nail. That's like, you, like for, and I just kept poking. To break, yeah, dude, that's the way I did it with the crazy glue. Jesus and then, Christ, like, dude, what's wrong with you, dude? Fuck you, what's he doing? Riding motorcycles, <laughs> fucking around, I didn't care. And then later on, it was like, all right, well, now Who glues I, their hands together on purpose. Yeah, it's why an not? accident. Why not? I don't know. Fucking, you need a tetanus shot to separate your fingers? Play no. with a fucking nail, stupid. No, it, and, and and then. uh yeah, I mean, there've been plenty of times with crazy glue where you're going to get something, but no, that come on, that's just that's just sloppiness. This was like, hey, try it, and so you do thumb and thumb and middle finger, but then you'd have to break that seal. I guarantee you, plenty of guys, no woman's uh, ever doing not on purpose. Oh, I think there's plenty of guys that'll be like, yeah. Oh God. Jesus. The Christ. problem is, and it happened both times. I, I can't believe you didn't do this. No, I'm. You put the my brain's a little bit better. Are uh, you sure? Yeah, I, I, I really? 100 sure now. Yeah, <laughs> you put. Hey, I am. You put the tiny little drop on, but then you don't realize that when you hit it, it's yeah. going to expand. Yeah, because you're like, well, I'll just have that little area in the middle of my thumb, and then it just spreads like a wildfire. Shit. So then you're like, okay, well, I'll be smarter the second time. Nah, it didn't really help. Smarter the second time. Yeah. Jesus oh, absolutely. Christ. Both times. I hope Erica hears this just for ammunition, how dumb you are. Dude. Yeah, well, <laughs> when I'm her boss, I don't want to hear anything about it. Get back to work. Oh, my God. Outside of money, what do you plan on leaving your boys in your will? Um. Oh, it's already been done. Two championship rings. Okay. They already have them. So, yeah, and, I mean, and everything in the storage unit, you said if you want it, you can keep it. If you don't, you can throw it away. Yeah, chuck it. It's fine. Chuck it. Chuck it. How much do you pay a month for that storage unit? Uh, 57 bucks. Oh, fuck. Adds up. Yeah. They but, better hold on to that shit. Yeah, there's, I mean, but Dave, it's all shit that, that the memories are mine. Yeah. Right? Like, if there's stuff in there that they want and they look at it, I mean, if my dad had something like that, I'd want to go through it. But if I went back and it was old, uh, you know, papers of the Minneapolis Lakers, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but i think if it's self personal for me yeah like our old credentials i've kept all my yeah, credentials I, I, and like I the other day i have those i found uh it was really cool i found an envelope 
and it had the post 1998 World Series yeah. Commissioner's Party. <coughs> Remember that? Yeah. Big tent out in the parking lot, yeah. the dinner and all that. And I've got all our tickets from that. So I think those kind of things they'll keep. But yeah. anything that's personal memory for me, probably not. Yeah, I keep thinking like if uh, like something happened to my mom, I'm thinking, I would tell my sister, take anything you want. There's yeah. literally nothing I want. I don't want any furniture. I don't want anything. Yeah. You know? There's you nothing want I want. Yeah. Spatula. <laughs> spatula. All right. Do you cry in emotional movies? No, we've gone through this. No, but that was as a kid. Now, let's say you're watching an emotional movie with your kids. Will you tear up? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think what you could see that would make a tear. Avatar? No, what would make you, <laughs> what would make you tear up? <clears throat> oh, you know what? Dude, I'll tell you. You may actually have one. So I was watching Colbert the other night, and Hugh Jackman was on. Yeah. Hugh Jackman's got a new movie called, I think it's called The Sun. Okay. And it's about a dad uh, whose son has mental health issues. Okay. And the kid's probably a high school kid. I don't think I could see a movie like that. I think that would I think that would fuck with me. Yeah. But I dig Hugh Jackman. I think that guy's great. But yeah, I think anything like that, Dave, I think anything dogs, because I'm a yeah. dog guy, right? Um anything like that. And then a uh, shout out to two of my favorite dogs, Darwin and Charlie, who've probably been through a lot the last couple of days. Shout out to my boys. And then uh, it used to be dogs, right? Yeah, like uh, my dog Skip or any of those. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't watch that. Dude, my wife yesterday, we're going through uh, Netflix. And Marley, she's like, we couldn't find anything. She goes, Marley and me was good. I go, are you out of your fucking mind? Yeah, we what's the matter you? Nobody watches Marley and me yeah. twice. You watch twice, it once. Exactly. What are you, fucking crazy? What's like, going on? Why don't you watch Faces of Death? Like the movie Dog Gone, and I'm like, we will not be watching that. It's telling you the dog is gone. I will not yeah. be watching that movie. Yeah. What are you, fucking nuts? What's going on here, woman? God, she just... Uh, Jesus. Can we I use our brain you, around here? I know why you two are together. Yeah, nothing cuter than you and uh, Laura quoting Notting Hill yesterday when I'm just trying to watch football. How great was that? She just went up a notch. I told her, man. Did I was she? impressed. Well, I'm glad you knew the line. You knew the line. Oh, I knew it all. Yeah. yeah. But I just started laughing. I knew what it was. And yeah. then you just jump in. Ah, oh, Notting Hill. Yeah. yeah. That movie's funny, but there's nothing in that that you go. Nah, not one for tears. No. no. How about you? you well, yeah. yeah I tell you, once on. I had kids, man, it changed. It's like, I wasn't that guy. You and I used to goof on people all the time that would cry. We laughed at Mike Schmidt for announcing his retirement. Oh, my God. Mike Schmidt, Terry Collins. Yeah. We laughed at all that shit. Oh, I, loved I don't it. know. You know, it's weird. Josh left yesterday back to Tennessee, and uh, I didn't take him to the airport. Rita took him to the airport, but I was I was going to a baseball practice, and I said to him, I walked back in the, in the house after I put my stuff in the truck, and I said, all right, man, I'll see you. I'm going to see yeah. him. I'll see him in a couple months. But after that, I'll be honest, I don't know when I'll see him in the next year unless I wow. make a trip out there. And so, uh, but I'll meet him um, in March for a wedding we have to be at in Arizona. And so I gave him a hug goodbye. And uh, as soon as I walked through that door, the one behind you and, and turned yeah. the corner, dude, boot, I immediately dude, tears I, started I rolling down my face. Yeah, and, I get uh, that 100%. And it, it, I always say that to people. I go, you, it's different. When your kids are out of the house, and then you just feel like you just don't have a balance. But, yeah, yeah, it kind of su surprised me. But, man, I, I think I cried all the way to the baseball field, oh, man. Yeah. You know, knowing Dude, that I wasn't going to see them. I dropped them off on Sunday nights. Yeah. And it's cool, man. The thing I like is they always say, when am I going to see you again? Yeah. They're like, 
And then I, yeah, you know, I probably leave. Like, get the fuck, out of here. <laughs> get the fuck. Out of here. And uh, but I leave on Sunday nights, man, and it's funny because yeah. it's like that Sunday night drive back yeah. Yeah. is always so. Yeah. Because Friday night, you know, we'll we'll go and grab barbecue. We'll go, you know, uh, you know, grab an ice cream. We'll do Saturday, which is all day hanging out. Yeah. And then yesterday, all day was football and just hanging out. Then running down, getting dinner, and doing the whole thing. And then just like each time, dude, it feels like Sunday night. It just feels like Christmas yeah. vacation ends. Well, shit, they're in La Mesa. Yeah. Like if I wanted to see him tonight, I could see him tonight. I mean, yeah. it's a little late, but if I wanted to see him tomorrow after dinner, I could see him tomorrow. Dude, Josh is in Nashville. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I say this all the time. I don't. I don't know. I I so appreciate everybody in this audience that is a meaningful father. Yeah, moms always are number one. We get it. Of course. So, so for the moms out there, and Erica is the first one that comes to mind. Yeah, of course. But for the dads, I mean, Dave's told you his story about his father. Uh, I mean, you you alluded to what yeah. Stephen A. talked about with his father. Yeah. Uh, my dad, I didn't even know till I was sixteen. I had a stepdad in my life that was zero part of my life. So, like those of you that are involved, you get it, man. You get what Dave's saying. And uh, it's it's the greatest, man. Yeah. But it's literally been uh, every part of everything I've done for, I mean, they're 15, really for 12 years. Yeah. And then, but I, yeah, I mean, I, I get, that's why I'm trying to take advantage of everything that I can now. Because I said to their mom, I go, something's coming where it's going to be like, hey, I want to oh, yeah. go to Fort Lauderdale for spring break. Wait, what? And I'm like, that's coming. And we're going to let them go if they want to go, because that's part of being yeah, grown up. Yeah. And they're mature guys. Their grades are great. They run with a good group of dudes. They're playing sports. Uh, they're on a much better path than I was on. And uh, and they're doing great. So, yeah. No, I get that completely. Yeah. No, it's uh, absolutely. That's um, nice having them here. It, it is. Well, I'll tell you, it is funny. My wife saw me all the time because right now I've just I've never been busier time wise. Like literally, my, that alarm goes off. It's four every morning. Yeah, in bed usually after twelve. Like you know, it's mm -hmm. it's just crazy busy. One of the things that takes up time, and my wife says to me all the time, "You got to start giving stuff up." You know, you're doing high school baseball, you're doing travel baseball, you're yeah. doing the nonprofit, you're doing this show. You're, you know, you're running around all the time. And uh, she says, you know, that Bolt City podcast takes yeah. up a lot of time. And I said, you know what? The three shows I do a week with Josh, I get to talk to him guaranteed right. three hours right. every week looking in a, in a camera because it's on video. So I go. Oh, see, that's great. And so that's what I said. I said, I'm not giving up that because it, forget the, the money or, or the, right. that was the, my the, the chargers. It's the deal that I get to talk to my son guaranteed three hours every week. Yeah. And I can see his face and his facial expressions and everything else. And have fun. And it's something and that time. will always be there. Yeah. For his kids. Yeah. And it's You'll funny. be able to find it. Yeah. And, it, and that's why I was saying to Rita, the best thing is it's on YouTube. I can sit yeah. there and look at it as many times as I want if I, if I miss them. So yeah. I, I go, I'm not, that's one thing I said, I don't plan on giving up anytime yeah. soon. Yeah. Tell her we'll give up watching movies plus. where a damn dog is dying. <laughs> that's it. All right. We're back on Wednesday with Mark Grant. Mark Grant is here Wednesday. Yep. I'm going to go get my voice back and then we'll uh, come back with Mudley on uh, Wednesday night. Perfect. All right. Thanks, everybody.
about things not to be reached End it all with the smoke on the beach Conversations out on the pier Always entertaining even before we could buy beer Walk to the park, speak our minds Maybe talk the rock Look at that Back screen door, I laugh so hard I'm a little boy 